0: Hey there, you're listening to the Aligned Women podcast, the original podcast for women in chiropractic. If doing all the things you were told to do to grow your practice have left you overwhelmed and exhausted, you're in the right place. I'm Dr. Danielle Eaton, the founder of Aligned Women. We help women in chiropractic who are just like you to grow profitable practices without sacrificing being present with your family. If you're done with spinal screenings and health fears, you want more time for them, more money in your bank account and a practice that you love without sacrificing your health be sure to grab the aligned chiropractor's survival guide at alignedchirosurvivalguide.com now sit back take a deep breath and enjoy today's episode hello everyone welcome to the aligned woman podcast i am bringing you a special guest to today's episode in celebration of Women Chiropractors Day, which is, if I'm not mistaken, June 5th. And our guest today is Dr. Rosemary Batansky. Dr. Rosemary was actually the person who created Women Chiropractors Day. So how awesome, how special it is for us to be able to hear from her how this special day came to be. (laughs) So Dr. Rosemary, I would love for you to share a bit more about yourself and your family, As we get started with um, learning more about you and women chiropractors today.
1: Good morning. Well, actually, it's good afternoon, officially, (laughs) um, depending on what time zone you're in. But um, for me, it's good afternoon, and I'm happy to be here. I was actually um, excited when you reached out to me. Um, You had reached out just asking for women chiropractors. And then when it was the topic, I I was like, well, wait a sec. This is just right up my alley because I secretly did this. As a surprise, not knowing what it would turn out to, so um, a little bit about me, um, i've been a chiropractor for nineteen years, and in my own practice, I have two fabulous associates, and um, you know, five years ago, and I, I've talked about this on other podcasts and where I 'm happy to explore. Um, I had to actually um, hang up my shoot, like I guess retire un- unofficially from clinical practice due to a life-threatening condition, and it actually just started having more implica- implications on my body, on my um, ab- ability to take care of my family. And as you know, we've talked about this before, Danielle. Our families do come first, and my children were so young. And I was realizing that I was destroying my body to put food on the table mm-hmm. and, um, and not listening to my doctors and, you know, leading specialists across the nation about my condition being so rare as it was. So um, I, it, I guess was through a lot of denial, resentment, blah, 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 I had to do it. And for a while, um, so five years ago, I retired from clinical practice, but I do own my own practice. And, you know, I was fortunate to have the associates and I was fortunate to have the office operating already as um, a well-greased machine. And so it was just my, I think, mindset that I was no longer a chiropractor. Mm. It was really difficult. Yes, um, I didn't have depression after... I was diagnosed with this condition. I didn't have depression after I had open heart surgery and multiple complications after I had depression when I couldn't touch people and heal people Mm -hmm.
0: Um,
1: because it was something so it was a part of me. It's who I am. So um, I struggled a little bit with that. I didn't feel a, purpose, like an importance in my practice, because my practice was already doing well. And then, so I went through a little bit of um, struggle, didn't want to be there. I was angry at everybody at the office because they were kicking ass without me. <laughs> and I, I, you know, I look in retrospect is thank God that, you know, it was me and my leadership skills and my management that created that but it was hard to go walk through when you're not in the trenches. Um, So a lot of self-discovery and it happened coincidentally that I met the gals from women chiropractors within those few, um, about 18 months after and the women chiropractors thing gave me a sense of purpose. I wasn't able to heal with my hands, but I was able to heal with my I get my skill, my wisdom, my expertise, and that is a business owner. And then I found myself diving deeper and deeper into the business aspect, leadership and management. And the funny thing is, within the first year of me retiring, I retired in March. um, My practice went up 39% in revenue (laughs) compared to the year before. And interesting, it wasn't as much the PVs that went up. It was a little of everything. It was product sales, it was collections, staying focused because when you're in the trenches, you're in the trenches. You are Mm -hmm. busy trying to do a little of everything and putting out fires, but when you're looking from the outside in on your practice as a CEO or a um, clinic director, whatever you're gonna call yourself. I have a hard time calling myself CEO when people, it's not who I am. You know, it's, it's just a title. But I'm a leader. I really feel um, when I did that, it was a profound, profound influence on the practice. The communication improved. The morale improved. Um, It was fun again. And I actually found myself healing my practice, which didn't really need healing. It needed tweaking. Like we always, you know, when you have your... Patients come in for a recheck or what have you. That was what my practice needed, and in fact, since then it has. My practice has never been better, and now I don't feel the guilt of not being in there hands-on.
0: Yeah, I think there's a lot of layers to that too. Like, oh gosh, yeah. Thank you for just diving right in. (laughs) <laughs> Being um, really open and honest to share your your <laughs> yeah. journey and your story. But it's really important for us to be able to do that, to share transparently, because practice, just like all things in life, is not always happy, and yet it's always worth it. So um, I think that it's really important for us to share these honest stories. But as I was listening to you talk about your experience with stepping out of the hands-on aspect of care in your practice. And, um, also knowing, as I said to you before we started recording, like, Oh, you don't work in your practice anymore. And then I thought, wait a minute, you own the practice. I'm sure. Actually, you still work in the practice, right? It's, there's so much more work that we do. That's not just the patient care. And that's a really challenging dynamic for a lot of women to balance, especially when they're raising families as well. So I just absolutely
1: to acknowledge that part. Like,
0: No, you're not just sitting at home (laughs)
1: all day. No, you know, I always (laughs) say there is people that think I eat bonbons and drink wine at home, which neither I do neither. I don't like wine and I'm not a chocolate fan, (laughs) Um, which is surprisingly, but, um, you know, it's funny because my kids are teenagers now and, you know, you think that your kids are when they're little need your attention. Wow. When your kids are teenagers, yeah. and maybe it's the type of parenting and being hands on with them. Um, they're not needy kids. My kids are very independent, but they need us as much as they needed us when they were toddlers and, you know, middle schoolers. And um, now I'm their professional Uber driver. You know, and I, I can't <laughs> wait to my I'm one of those parents that I can't wait for my son gets his license. So then he could drive his sister around too. Um, but no, I I feel that with parenting and, and balance, you know, before I was gone all the time in practice and, you know, we both have talked about this, that we're both married to teachers and coaches, you know, I was, you know, my husband was at home, putting them to bed, bathing them, feeding them while I was still in practice Mm -hmm. late into the evening. Now reversal, my, my I have to find the balance, believe it or not, of my phone and my computer on me. Yeah. And that's the struggle with them. They feel neglected sometimes like, oh, mom, like I just told them right now, I gave them it's a half day. I'm like, I gave them the stare down. Do not interrupt me. I'm on a podcast for a half hour, blah, 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 blah. And they just (laughs) rolled their eyes, you know? So again, because I'm not there to serve their needs at this moment in time. So um, it's a struggle all the time. It's just ha- what ha- what you define, what you what you prioritize. Um, I focus on my practice on Mondays. It's my day to go in. I have my A team meeting. I see patients. I don't see patients. I actually just float the hall, say hi to people, yeah. bring like my staff calls it. Dr. Rose is bringing her juju today, <laughs> um, and they will feel it. Like today, yesterday I didn't go in. My daughter wasn't feeling well and, um, I, I get heat from them. Like we we've become dependent on your juju. So, um, again, it's finding that balance and success, you know, and, and, and what do you want? You know, I could have been comfortable with what I had five years ago, even at retirement, but I realized scaling your practice and growing your practice. It's a whole new challenge. It's a yeah. whole new challenge. And teaching also, women to do it. I'm enjoying that as well.
0: I wanted to highlight something else from what you've shared so far in our time together, which is our oftentimes our, our worth and our validation is connected to how productive we are and how many people we see in our offices. And when <clears throat> when you reach a point in practice where you are feeling For whatever reason maybe you're ready to um, be less in the hands-on aspect of being a chiropractor and maybe focus more on scaling and growing a business that really comes like rearing its head for a lot of women how productive you are how busy you are feels like validation to continue to earn more money and it's a really challenging dynamic to be able to let go bit and trust that as you have more white space in your life and in your work, that you are still valuable and you're still contributing. It just looks a lot different than maybe what it had looked like before.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. And, you know, also the self-talk and um, mindset you know, you have to feel you earned it. Like, one of the gals I'm working with right now um, about exit strategies, like, she's there. She needs to have this surgery. She needs to have a hysterectomy, I uh, mean, um, unfortunately. And, um, but she's looking at, like, she has a successful practice. But she said to me the other day, Dr. Rose, like, I feel like I'm always lying to my staff. When I go on little vacations with my husband or my family, I'm always saying it's something chiropractic. Because if it's not chiropractic, then they're mad at me um, for leaving. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow. So what kind of, so what tone is being set in that office, right? Mm-hmm. How you know? Again, I said it's about communication. You should never have to justify if you need a time, like you built this practice into what it is. You built this practice into providing stable employment for 14 people. Right. I was this is like saying to her, I said, so if you want to get away to Vegas for a weekend and just kick your feet up and eat bonbons, drink wine and get massaged and do whatever else you want to do. So be it. You deserve it. I don't know where that I said, if, if she goes, it feels like I'm being judged like by the PTO moms. By my own staff. And I thought it was a funny, it was, I was, I'm planning on writing a blog around that because I thought it was funny how she felt like she has to justify every one of her actions and every one of her days that she doesn't feel like being in the practice. And that's wrong. And that goes down to communication and how we communicate in our practices too. And how we communicate with our teams and how we value days up. So that means maybe they're not feeling appreciated and maybe they don't feel that they could take that time off Mm -hmm. um so again it's i told her you have to go back deeper peel the onion layers there and find out what's causing that feeling of resentment and or um um, just the way that she feels like she has to lie to them because it's deeper there and 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 it's about leadership
0: yes yeah. and we should
1: never feel guilty about making time for ourselves
0: right Especially and to our team you she, know if she feels guilty what is her, what is her team going to feel when they take time for themselves even outside of work absolutely right? yeah.
1: Absolutely. hmm mm.
0: okay so let's talk a bit more about women chiropractors you um, in this in this transition in your life and in your work you became a part of the board now you're the president of the board so Share a bit more about how Women Chiropractors came to be as an organization, and then we can talk specifically about Women Chiropractors Day as
1: well. Yeah, so um, Women Chiropractors Facebook page was around a long time before um, the whole nonprofit organization and how we exploded to over 8,100 women. Um, years ago, Cindy Shaftol and several of our colleagues, friends here in, in Michigan, They started this page just between themselves with goals to do something more for women chiropractors. And then um, it was funny because they were at several hundred people on the page and it was just by me inviting you, you inviting your friend. It was just the way it rolled now. Mm -hmm. But also remember social media five years ago was not what it was today. You know, Um, in 2017, I, I I can't even remember when I met Cindy, late 2016, two thousand sixteen seventy. Right when I was right in that transition, I happened to be at a conference in my state with all male speakers, and I'm talking conference of a thousand chiropractors. And it was my first one going back after really retiring and dealing with that little depression I talked about. Like just I didn't I I didn't care to go to those things. And I was sitting in the waiting room, not a waiting the lobby area in front of the conference halls. And I was, I called my husband and I was kind of weepy and I'm not a weepy person. I could tell you that much, but it was my first time away from my family and in a long time. Um, and I was telling my husband, there's nothing here for me. It was how to ha- do a review of findings, how to do lead generation, nutrition, x-rays. And I'm thinking, wait a sec. I, I, I mean, I'm just going to these classes to get my CEs, but as someone who's not in hands-on practice right now, where's the leadership? Where's the, um, how to be a better boss, how to better be a, um, better, you know, whatever it may be. So I was kind of bitching to my husband. I hope my mom doesn't listen to this because every time I swear, <laughs> she catches me on the podcasts. Um, <laughs> Uh, I was telling my husband this and Cindy happened. I just met Cindy. And so we just talked. Well, then we ended up skipping out and we talked for like four hours. The need for women, how she started this page and how we should do more. And then that evolved to once a week, us um, getting together for lunch and developing a plan that, went into formulating, you know, inviting more board members. Like, are you interested? It was a risk, but it was a labor of love. Mm-hmm. It was a labor of love where a lot of the women that originally started this were at that place to do more for women and help more women. Altruistically, we, much of the money spent the last three years has been our own money for travel, for everything, for startup. Um, and, it was a labor of love to, get, to allow women to connect women and, and educate and empower them um, to achieve the level of success that we have and that we're so proud of, and that we felt it was the best time to be a chiropractor. So it just kept, the ball kept rolling, our page kept growing, but the need for something organized came. And that's where we decided um, at that same time, one of our board members, who's a trustee on Palmer... Um, at Palmer, sorry, was, she's on the board there. She, we heard that they were starting, they were interested in developing um, a Palmer Women's Institute. And so we started collaborating and we're like, what a better place. There's no better place to roll out women chiropractors, like launch the organization, but at Palmer, at Homecoming because they were launching their Women's Institute. So, prior to that, that was in August, we were going to do a soft launch to see, get the women interested earlier and see if there was a need for membership. Like, where was this going to go? I guess we were just growing, right? Yep. And brainstorming. And so we decided to do a soft launch and um, we decided to do it on June 5th, Mabel Palmer's birthday. And From that, I I happened to, this was just ironic. So this was about March. Um, I get those emails every day, that national ice cream day, national pizza day, (laughs) national whatever. So I saw that and I said, wow, we need a national woman chiropractors day. So all I did was go to, it was something so simple. I didn't tell the board because I thought it was silly at first. Um, It was just, again, that brainstorming phase. Let's make this great. Go hashtags. I didn't even know how to hashtag. This, Danielle. <laughs> um, so again, it was, I applied for it. I got rejected the first time. I don't even know if the board, they just didn't have enough information. So then I was angry. So now like yeah. this became a mission. I'm like, you can't deny me. You can't reject me. We're women chiropractors, you know? Um, so it was funny cause there's like national spine day, there's, um, October spinal health month. I'm like, we're going to have this. So I resubmitted, but with a little bit more information. And at the time I had submitted it with my personal, um, email. So now I'm using, we set up a women chiropractors email and we got it approved. I got a certificate in the mail and I, I we were so excited. Um, and I was like, we have our own day. And so um, the first year wasn't really, it was the, we announced it when we did our soft launch of women chiropractors organization. So the first year was just, you know, the hype people like, what is this? Okay. I'll share it. Well, then the subsequent years, our sponsors, um, float levelers um, bought a Starbucks coffee for every women chiropractor that used the code that they got in their email. And all they had to do is hashtag Women Chiropractors or WDC. And, you know, the momentum grew. And now, you know, there's press releases from all the schools. There's um, all the our vendors, you know, the big vendors. They're celebrating it themselves, which is fabulous. And even Vicki Palmer um, was so impressed that we're celebrating Women Chiropractors Day um, in honor of her grandmother. So it it kind of was kind of a fluke thing that turned into something really big. Here, this is why we're talking about it, you and I, today. Yes. So I'm really happy that I took that chance. Like it was just kind of a, hey, let's just try this, you know? Right.
0: And you would have never been able to guess how it would grow and change and become something so much bigger than just getting a certificate for registering (laughs) through
1: a website probably, right? It's It's so funny. I kept it and I I, I keep on saying, I'm like, I'm going to have this in the archive somewhere. I'm going to frame it in my office. I kept the certificate thinking like, holy shit. Like it's just a piece of cardboard paper, but then it's, it means something more to each and every one of us. That's a women chiropractor. It's our day. It's our day to celebrate with our staff, with our families, with the school's, um, it's just something special. I guess, you know, Valentine's Day is Valentine's Day. Women Chiropractors Day means more to me because it's about achievement. It's about overcoming obstacles. It's about balance. It's about love of what we do. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for
0: sharing this. I'm, I really love getting to hear the inside <laughs> perspective. Yeah. Um, straight from you on how. It's not as fancy balance. as people think, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perhaps, right? So what is your vision now for what this day will continue to be over the next few decades?
1: Um, I guess, you know, I, um, I'd i love to see, you know, remember when we were in school where we had days to celebrate? I would love to see the students embrace this, um, especially the females, um, celebrate this day, have um, more research. I think that I'm right now... And again, this goes back to the brainstorming days. The conversation has changed. Now we all know that we're 50, per, almost 50% of the population. That's been going, that conversation has been going on some time. Now what? Right now? I mean, it's what you do, what I do, educate and empower these women for success. We don't want them to leave chiropractic. Mm-hmm. But, but this conversation about women in chiropractor, chiropractic has to go a little further Um, You know, I'd love to see and part of my mission, you know, with raising the money with women chiropractors and tag teaming with our vendors is to do some research. You know, there's always there's these vague concepts um, wrapped around women and chiropractors such as, you know, even the should you adjust from, you know, sideline when you're pregnant? Mm, Yeah, there's never been a full out like hardcore research study on it. What about tables? You know, think about our tables, Um, chiropractic tables. I have talked to a few table vendors as to I would love to see a table designed for women. Mm -hmm. Not just women patients, like, you know, make it more comfortable for breasts and whatever. But the women chiropractor, these tables were made and still made for the male chiropractor.
0: You know, honestly, I've never even thought about that before, but it's so true.
1: It is. I, I, I mean, I have. You know, I'm five foot. Well, I shrunk a little bit with my scoliosis and that, but I was five foot ten in practice. And Dr. Danielle, I don't even think she, my associate is five, or Beth are five foot two, five foot three, maybe. um I don't know. Maybe a little taller. Um, I remember my husband had to build like a little bench for Dr. Danielle five years ago, six years ago when she graduated because she couldn't, my tables were too high. Yeah. My tables weren't too high. They were just normal tables. I got used to, they were too low for me, too high for her. And I guess I'd like to see conversation like that happen. Um, We have a great speaker coming to our convention in in May, Dr. Cindy Long from Palmer, she's actually a researcher. She's not a chiropractor, but she's fascinating chiropractic and research. And when I talked to her months ago, she had said is, you know, I want to educate women that there is also a career outside of the brick and mortar of treating patients. Mm-hmm. There's research and we don't even think about that. Did you even consider research when you were in school?
0: Well, I'm kind of odd because I was a resident after I finished school, and in my residency, I had to do research, and I I can tell you that I had to do it, but I'd also tell you I really, really, really disliked it. (laughs) Yeah, I love the results. Do like it, right? Yes, Yes. there there's people out there that are good at it. They're designed for it and killing it.
1: They're actually Mm -hmm. doing very well in research. So again, I, I want the stereotype. The definition, you know, your coaching, consulting, um, there's, there's so many avenues in chiropractic um, besides just the brick and mortar, you know, the treating, a, you know, having a practice. Yeah. And that's, I guess, where the conversation is, where I would like to see conversations go is growth. What more can we do in chiropractic? What, what more can women do in chiropractic? And what influence can we make? So what, Mm -hmm. where can, you know, we talk about, you know, so many other things about what BJ did and, you know, um, you know, the Clay Thompson's, the Gonstead. Well, guess what? We have the Heidi Havocs of the world. We have the Monica Burgers who are like crushing it that we need to celebrate these women. Amen. Because they're (laughs) going to be talked about, you know, 30 years from now, just like the Clay Thompsons, the Gonstead, the BJ, but, you know, they're going to be talked about, about moving the needle in research.
0: Yeah. And we have the opportunity right now to be able to learn from them while they're still here with us on the planet versus the, you know, the BJ Palmers and the Clay Thompsons. Yeah. Clarence Gonsteads who are gone. Embrace and it.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And I, if anything, if anything, it's not a me too movement. It's not what I'm really fanatic about late lately is women helping women. Mm-hmm. So if anything, you know, if Monica puts out a seminar, if you put out a podcast, we should be hustling to support each other. I'm with you. And sharing, you know, uh, Nicole Cowley's always preaching this, you know, with social media. She shares, like, you know, when you go to someone's restaurant in your community, you like put a good review out there because you're hoping that they would do the same. Well, I think in chiropractic, what we have, we, we're so used to egos and so used to competition that I find that within our page and our group, we're Destroying those stereotypes because you don't see a lot of ego, you actually see a lot of support. But I want to see it, like especially on Women Chiropractors Day, if we could support each other more and share each other's businesses and or plugs for each other. That's what I would see as a huge accomplishment. Yeah.
0: So if there happens to be someone listening to the podcast who's not already familiar with women chiropractors, and I'm kind of laughing because I'm like, I mean, there's
1: 8,000 women in the Facebook group. You'll you'll be shocked. We go every time I'm at an event, even at the pop-ups, when we were in Toronto and I did a pop-up of, there was over 40 women. I think 10 of them didn't know about our organization. They only knew about this from a friend. They were coming because a friend told them. And it was incredible. They're like, and then they got signed up on the page and they're like, where has this been? So you'd be surprised everywhere I go, people are like, I didn't know about this. And we're vetting at least 50 to 80 people every, you know, two weeks or so. It's crazy. Awesome. Okay. So
0: if there's someone that's listening who wants to learn more about women chiropractors and, or join the Facebook group, where's the best place for her to go?
1: So they can um, look for the Women Chiropractors free page. Um, They'd have to, again, when I speak of vetting, every single person on there is vetted by our committee and our board of, um, you know, NPI number, whatever they might, their uh, matriculation number at school, um, their license number in their state. So they could apply that way. They can inbox, they could ask to join that way or they can personally reach out to me. Um, You could tag me in this podcast and I'm always happy to PM people. Um, You can include my email. Um, I'm happy to talk to anybody that's interested in getting involved, wanting to know more. Um, I'm just happy. I'm there to help.
0: Awesome. Well, Dr. Rosemary, thank you so much again for your time today and for um, being willing to do this episode with me and just being you.
1: Thank you. And I appreciate everything you do. Thanks so much. Because you're crushing it too. So I'm proud of you too. (laughs) Thank you.
0: Thank you again for joining me for this episode of the Aligned Women Podcast. If you love this show, please share your favorite episode with another woman in chiropractic. Think of your classmates and the woman who practice near you. Is there one who you know is tired, overwhelmed, exhausted, just burned out? If so, let her know about the Aligned Women podcast right away. And if you love what you hear on this show and want more insight into Aligned Women's proven method for women in chiropractic on how you can have more time freedom and more financial freedom, how you can build a practice full of the right patients, not just more of them, and how you can feel confident that you're making the impact you were born to make as a chiropractor be sure to grab the Aligned Chiropractor's Survival Guide at alignedchirosurvivalguide.com. Thanks
1: again for listening and see you next week.